Okay, our first reading for today is Psalm 65. Would anyone like to read it or do you want me to read it? Emily, perfect. All right, Emily, it's all you. God, you will be praised in Jerusalem. We will keep our promises to you. You hear our prayers, all people will come to you. Omer overwhelms us, but you forgive our sins. Happy are the people you choose. You stay, you have them stay in your courtyards. We are filled with good things in your house, your holy temple. You answer us in amazing ways. God, our savior, people everywhere on earth and beyond the sea trust you. You made the mountains by your strength. You have great power. You stopped the roaring seas, the roaring waves in the uproar of the nation. Even those people at the ends of the fear, the earth fear your miracles. You are praised from where the sun rises to where it sets. You take care of the land and water it. You make it very fertile. The rivers of God are full of water. Grain grows because you make it grow. You cause rain to fall on the plowed field, fields. You soak them with water. You often ground, you, you soften the ground with rain. And then you bless it. You give the year a good harvest. You load the wagons with many crops. The desert is covered with grass. The hills are covered with happiness. The pastures are full of sheep. The valleys are covered with grain. Everything shouts and sings for joy. Our next reading is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 7 to 11. We have this treasure from God, but we are only like clay jars that hold the treasure. This shows that this great power is from God, not from us. We have troubles all around us, but we are not defeated. We do not know what to do, but we do not give up. We are persecuted, but God doesn't not leave us. We are hurt sometimes, but we are not destroyed. We carry the death of Jesus in our bodies so that the life of Jesus can also be seen in our bodies. We are alive, but for Jesus, we are always in danger of death. This is so that the life of Jesus can be seen in our bodies that die. God raised the Lord Jesus from death, and we know that God will also raise us with Jesus. God will bring us together with you, and we will stand before him. All these things are for you. All these things are for you. Why? Because of the grace of God. So the grace of God is being given to more and more people. This will bring more and more thanks to God for his glory. 
The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I would think what? Um, and for our Matthew reading, would Jonah want to read it? And if Jonah doesn't want to, then Emily can. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the followers came to Jesus. They said, we will prepare everything for you to eat the Passover feast. Where do you want to have the feast? Jesus answered, go into the city to a certain man. Tell him that the teacher says, the chosen time is near. I will have the Passover feast with my followers at your house. The followers did what Jesus told them to do, and they prepared the Passover feast. In the evening, Jesus was staying at the table with his followers. While they were eating, this took some bread. He thanked God for it and broke it. Then gave it to his followers and said, Take this body needed. This is this bread is my body. Then Jesus took a cup. He thanked God for it and gave it to the followers. He said, Everyone, you drink this. This is my blood, which begins the new agreement that God makes with his people. This blood is poured out for, for many to forgive their sins. I'll tell you this I will not drink of this fruit of, of the vine again until that day when I drink anew of you in my Father's kingdom. They say, Hmm. Then they went out to the Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. And so, actually, uh, I asked Pat if I could do our children's message for today because I really, really like these readings. So, before we even start, what stood out to you guys? In the Psalm, in the Corinthians, in the Matthew. When Jonah was reading, did it sound familiar? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It sounded, oh, I can't think of the word. Oh, yeah. Something, something we do at church. Yeah. With juice and bread. Oh, offering. Well, it comes right before the, or right after the offering, usually. Communion, that's right. Do you know why? Because when we do communion, when I say those words over the bread and the wine or the juice, I'm repeating those words from Jesus, from the Bible. I know, right? What are we doing? So there's two things. So there was something that I really like from the first or the, the Corinthians reading. Um, and maybe you heard it, maybe it didn't quite stand out to you. Let's see if I can get this out of here. <laughs> so, what is this? Play-Doh? It's Play-Doh. So, is Play-Doh sort of like clay? Yeah. yeah. Did you hear in that reading that I did with Hadley we are like about clay? But, um... It was something about us being clay pots. Yeah, being jars of clay. So tell me about clay. Clay is sticky and messy. It's sticky and messy. That sounds like humans for sure. What else about clay and clay jars? Gabe? It can have 
They can do many things. They can do many things. I love that. Yeah. Um, what else? Emily? Um, you can, um, Hmm. You make in a hat. Um, <laughs> they can hold a lot of things. Except they can hold a lot of things. Except for water. Well, and if they're properly um, made, like Play-Doh isn't going to hold water, but if they're properly made and they're like, um, like baked in an oven, I don't know, there's a special word for that, fired. If they're like, you know, glazed and fired, they can hold water. But what's another thing about clay jars? So think about a clay jar that's been cured and fired. You know, are jars that are made out of clay uh, super strong? No. Are they unbreakable? No. Right. And so while we've been talking, I made, it's kind of like more like a, a Play-Doh pot, right? So yeah. let's pretend that we are, that our bodies are this, this little pot. Beautiful colors, different all over, really wonderful, can hold probably quite a few things and can do a lot of things. Like Hadley said I was making a hat. Could this be a hat? You wanna wear it? Oh, can you bend down so we can see? Oh, oh yeah, that could be a hat. It might not stay on forever. But it can be a lot of things, right? Now, what happens if it got stepped on or hurt or maybe just left alone in a closet for a really long time? What break. happens to a clay? It can break, break right? Break or decay. Yeah, it can break. Or now, decay. Yeah. And even though our bodies can be hurt and our hearts can be hurt and our minds can be hurt, when we come together for communion, when we hear Jesus say those words that this is my body for you, this is my blood for you, this is my grace for you, what do you think Jesus is trying to do to our clay pots when Jesus says these things to us? Heal them. Heal them. That's right. And you know what? There might be some cracks or some scars or maybe just a few little marks here and there where, you know, things really hurt or were really hard. But you know what? Jesus loves our little clay pots. Jesus loves our bodies with all their different colors and shapes. And Jesus loves our hearts. And so when we have communion, even if we're online, even if we're not together, Jesus is still healing our little clay pots, our clay jars. Do you want to hold that, Hadley? And putting us back together every week. What do you guys think about that? That's cool. That's cool. Gabe, I see your hand up. Hang on, Olivia. What did Gabe say? It's wrong. It's not every week. It's every day. Well, yes, you're right. Jesus does that every day, all day, all the time. But when we celebrate it and remember it and receive it, 
is when we say those words and we eat the bread or the wine or the juice or receive a blessing, right? That's how we get reminded all the time of the way we're gathered together by more than just being in person, but we're gathered together by something bigger and greater and more grace-filled than us, huh? Because we're being gathered by Jesus. Is it a hat? Is it your new hat? Do you like it? (laughs) Yeah? Well, go ahead, Emily. I've covered Play-Doh things with nail polish, and they stay for a long time. Yeah, they can. But do they stay forever? No. No, yeah. Well, can we say a prayer? Can you guys repeat after me? Thank you, Jesus. For loving us. For healing us. For forgiving us. And helping to make us. And helping to make us. Into something new. Amen. Amen. We can't hear you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, it's always something with technology today. Okay. Thank you so much. I need that. Um, Honestly, it's kind of hard to follow the children's message for today, right? I always wait until Saturday night on a small seeds weekend to finalize and fully write out my sermon for the Sunday since the kids always seem to change whatever I prepared. And so I always have my notes and everything laid out. And then we have our small seeds time and the kids teach me as much as I teach them and I have to rewrite everything. Um, And something I was thinking about rewatching the children's message as I was preparing our service for today Something that we only touched upon with our kids was the sort of difficulty and anxiety and disappointment in um, not being able to be together. And particularly in the recent recommendations in our state and all across the country to begin rethinking Thanksgiving plans this year. And our family, we had our own safely distanced plan set up with my mom and my sister who live up north. We were looking forward to time together to give thanks together, to gather around food together. And what we're finding is that none of us are able to do a 14 day quarantine before Thanksgiving. And so we're having to change those plans. And this pandemic touches our lives in a lot of ways, often leaving us with hard decisions to make, choices that hurt, like canceling an in-person gathering with those outside of our households or are already probably a bit too large social bubbles, right? 
And so I love our children's message for today, not just because we focus on our bodies that Jesus loves, but on these clay jars with hands and feet. But our kids tell us, you know, so much about ourselves too, right? Our bodies might be sticky and messy, but they can also be and hold so many things. And we touch on it a little bit, but our second Corinthians reading is about people who are struggling in their bodies and in the bodies of others. They want to be together, but many are facing persecution and can't join together. Many have lost family and friends and are grieving the deaths of loved ones and are unsure of what that means for their faith. Because you got to remember the early church thought that Jesus was coming back like now. And so they worried about seeing and witnessing death of their loved ones of people of faith and they couldn't quite understand what that was going to mean and so their new normal was hard and disappointing and hurt sometimes a lot when paul wants the church in corinth to know that it's okay Paul's trying to tell them that it's okay that they're feeling fragile. It's okay not to be gathered together if it's not possible or safe. And what Paul reminded me of this weekend was that it's not about us, about our wants or our preferences. It's about Jesus. Jesus who fills us with grace and love so that we can share that with the world in whatever ways we can. That even when there are troubles all around us, when we don't know what to do, when we're hurting, even though we're fragile and can break and even die, that's never the end of Jesus's story. It's in Jesus that we are gathered together by the Holy Spirit and now by technology too. It's in Jesus that we are molded and made into something new, something filled with life. It's in Jesus that we are alive. And originally when I chose these texts for today, last year around this time, I was hoping to do a full focus on communion during our small seed Saturday to maybe even do some first communions today. I wasn't expecting the second Corinthians reading to really grab my heart this way. And I don't think I totally expected our letter from Paul and our words from Jesus and Matthew to so connect to one another in this way that speaks to me and hopefully to you too today. And I guess, you know, that's the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> because in Corinth, it's about our humanity, our bodies, our hurts and our troubles and the hope that we find in Jesus, the hope we find knowing that Jesus will one day bring us all together again with him. And then we remember Jesus' last night gathering around a table with his friends, his chosen family for a holiday meal. And with eight months into a pandemic, with cases rising and restrictions again on the horizon, with our holiday season approaching and all that entails, Jesus reminds us that he has a body too. Fragile, hurt but a body that takes all of our humanity, all of our clay jars cracked and chipped in all kinds of colors and shapes. And Jesus says to his friends, his family, this is my body, it's for you. This is my blood, it's for you, for you and for me. Jesus dies in his body for us, for our bodies, so that as Jesus rises from the dead, we are alive again too. 
Jesus heals us and molds us and makes us new through his death and resurrection. And at the end of our reading, after at the end of Jonah's reading of Matthew today, after Jesus tells them that he won't be with them again to drink wine with one another until all are gathered into God's kingdom with that solemn hope that only Jesus seems to manage, they sing. They sing. They sing a hymn, probably an old Hebrew hymn celebrating the Passover, celebrating God's saving grace for the Jewish people, singing a song of God's goodness and glory and power, filling the space around them with their voices lifting up to God's ears. And I somehow never noticed that before in that scripture, in those scripture verses, maybe I notice it more now because we're not in person all singing together. Maybe I notice it more because I'm missing the way our voices can fill a room. But Paul and Jesus both remind us today that we can still sing, we can still commune, we are still gathered together by the Holy Spirit, and now in 2020 through technology, joined together as jars of clay, worshiping, celebrating, and giving thanks for the potter who heals us and molds us and makes us new. Thanks be to God. Amen.